You're listening to the Ben Fordham Podcast. And now, Ben Fordham Comments. Well, it's the end of an era in Newcastle. In the past week, the city's last remaining steel mill shut down for good. The Mollycott plant operated for 116 years. It employed hundreds of thousands of people over more than a century. It was Australia's only manufacturer of rail wheels. And the real shame is the shutdown could have been avoided because the knockout punches came from energy bills and transport costs. In the last decade, wholesale power prices in New South Wales have gone up by more than 160%. So you've got to ask yourself, how do you keep on going when your biggest bill goes up by so much? Steel making, of course, is energy intensive. Diesel prices are also up by one third, and that's a killer blow when it comes to transport costs. Now, we'll never know for sure, but there's a very strong chance if we didn't shut down our coal-fired power plants, we'd still be making steel in Newcastle. And if the government didn't tax fuel so heavily we'd still be making steel in Newcastle, but not anymore. Some of the workers made redundant have spent 30 or 40 years in the industry. And when they finished up on Friday, one of them told the Newcastle Herald, it's a sad end of an era, a sad day for the steelmaking industry. Newcastle has long been known as the steel city, but we can't wear that tag anymore. And this is why Chris Bowen handed $137 million recently to Blue Scope at Port Kembla. Without taxpayer subsidies, we wouldn't be making steel in Wollongong either. But we're hardly making it anywhere. We're now a net importer of steel. We get most of it from China. And here's the crazy part. Steel has two core ingredients, iron ore and coking coal. And what are Australia's two largest exports? You guessed it, iron ore and coal. Australia exports 70% of the world's seaborne iron ore and 60% of the world's seaborne coking coal. And yet we produce only 0.3% of the world's steel. We produce less steel than the Belgians and the Egyptians. And they don't have any major iron ore or coking coal mines. We were once a country that produced enough steel to meet its needs, and now we're a steel importer. And the costs are rising because builders say the cost of steel products are up 40% since covid which is bad news for our politicians trying to solve the housing crisis. Higher steel prices means higher building costs. It's also bad news for our politicians who are trying to reduce emissions because it's estimated that each megawatt of onshore wind power generation requires 124 tonnes of steel. That means we'll need 130,000 tonnes of Chinese steel to build the McIntyre wind farm in southeast Queensland. We'll need even more for the offshore wind farms because offshore turbines require 190 tonnes of steel for each megawatt of installed capacity. So that means for Blue Float's proposed wind project off the Illawarra, we'll need to import another 300,000 tonnes of Chinese steel. 300,000 tonnes of steel weighs as much as six Sydney Harbour bridges. And that's just for one of these offshore wind projects. They want them off the coast of the Hunter, the Bass Strait and Gippsland too. We could be making it all right here, but we stopped doing that in Newcastle in the past week. Our brain-dead approach to energy has priced us out of the market. And of course, the other issue is finding jobs for all of those people who've lost their gig after working 30, 40, 50 years in some cases. Some of these workers in Newcastle, they've never done anything else. It's the end of an era. 
for Newcastle that used to be called the Steel City.